0: welcome back friends the hope is a prayer way i am your host pastor jj and in today's bible study we are going to be studying the gospel of grace the gospel of grace has been preached for ages and in most churches where it is declared by the grace of god or only by the grace of god we are now under grace and not under the law what is grace? Let's define grace. Grace is not getting what we deserve for our actions which we deserve. We we were all destined to die in our sins from birth, but Christ took that judgment and died on on our behalf to shield us from taking the penalty which we duly deserved. Now does that mean that by Christ's death, we have automatically escaped the death penalty? By no means. By all means, no. After believing and accepting Christ's sacrificial death, through faith, we must take advantage of the grace Spirit to begin a new life in the likeness of Christ and towards purity, righteousness, and holiness by the help of, by the, help of the Holy Spirit. I have observed that many Christians see the event of salvation that is accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior to the end, to be the end. And it is not the end, but a beginning of a new life in Christ. And I want to remind fellow believers that the period of grace to build up our faith to Christ-likeness has an expiration period after which time comes the judgment when we forget that the grace of God expires we falsely continue in our lives of sin or doing the same old things over and over again and expecting that we would be covered by grace we take to take it we take tend to take advantage of the grace of god and abuse it and do not work on our own character of purity holiness and righteousness and looking more like christ now the apostle paul mentions exactly what the purpose purpose of grace was in romans 2 when he stated that it is supposed to lead us to repentance or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hand, because of your heart and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourselves on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgments will be revealed and he will render to each one according to his works to those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immorality he will give eternal life but for those who are self-seeking and who do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness there will be the wrath there will be wrath and fury There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and then also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. And Paul is entreating believers to take advantage of God's grace of salvation to repent fully and wholly from our sinful ways and obey the truths of God that have been provided to us through our faith in Jesus. For when we come to the faith of Christ, we are to seek all truths there is in the Bible and hold on to it steadfastly with our lives. God's grace is his kindness and forbearance and peace patience that has delayed judgment to us so we can repent and turn to him. Loving God with all of our hearts, our minds, our soul and strength and loving our neighbors as ourselves. If we do not take the opportunity of the grace of God and continue to live every day as any day repeating the same sins and not working towards holiness and Christlikeness, God's judgment will rightfully be visited on us. It will mean that we have taken the sacrificial death of God's Son for granted. If we love God with all of our hearts, minds, and souls, and bodies, we will invest our time to read His Word to know him, to understand him, and to hear him speak to us. We will prioritize him above everything we have our work, our friends, our television, or social media, or social events. And we will make him the center of our lives in all that we do, say, or think. And when you are in love with someone you want to learn all about them you want to follow them you want to communicate with them every day and spend quality time with them at all times that is what our relationship in god has to be if we are to achieve holiness without which we cannot see god there's all there's lots to know and understand about God, when we read His Word for ourselves, compared to hearing it being preached by someone once a week. We are chosen and called to be a royal priesthood, according to First Peter two nine. So, how much more versed must be must we be in the Word of God? which is God himself, according to John 1, 14. Now, by spending time to study his word, we will know what he likes and what he detests. And through that, his spirit works in us to change us, to become more like him. And God always gives grace for a period as he did in the days of Noah. And in that day, he gave a period of 120 years for people to repent their ways. And after that grace period ended, God visited his judgment upon the people of the earth through the flood during which everything perished, except Noah and his family of eight persons. Where was God's grace when the floods came and all the people died? Well... God's grace had ended. And in the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. This is after the fall in Genesis 6-3. And in Judah, God sent Jeremiah to preach for about 30 years to the people of Israel, to repent until the Babylonian captivity. When Nebuchadnezzar invaded Jerusalem in 598 BC, hundreds of thousands of people of God, of God's chosen nation, were destroyed, and the rest not killed, taken far away into captivity in Babylon. Where was the grace of God during this time? Again, friends, it had expired. In AD 70, almost 30 years after the death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Jewish nation still refused to accept that Jesus was truly the son of God. And after the preaching of his disciples, So in AD 70, Rome attacked Jerusalem and destroyed the city and the temple the second time and killed over one million of God's chosen people and nation, including mothers, fathers, children, old men, and old women. Well, where was God's grace at that time? It had expired. If God did not spare his own people from his wrath due to their unbelief, their unrepentant heart and turning back to him, how much more us Gentiles who have received the grace of God these past 2,000 years. What will happen to us when the grace period expires? I cannot imagine the carnage Jesus Christ himself declared, there is coming a time of trouble such as there has never been since there was a nation on earth, according to Matthew 24. Francis, does that sound scary to you? It does to me. Our period of grace is going to expire very soon. And our time is running out and we can no longer take grace for granted we have to seek God now friends abandon whatever takes us away from our creator and turn to him so he cleanses us our hearts and minds with his spirit through his word for it says by our fruits we will we will know if we have been truly cleansed our works will reflect Love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Remember, friends, those are the fruits of the Spirit. And today, my friends, I welcome you. If you've been thinking about having Christ, or if you've been told that, Jesus wants nothing to do with you because of the lifestyle that you lead because of this or because of that and that if someone has told you that you are going to hell because of your sins I remind you friends that Moses committed murder and God not only forgave him but God used him as one of the main principles. He was the lawgiver in the Old Testament. So I tell you, friends, that he wants to be a part of your life. And as we just finish reading and studying today, his grace at some point will end and the judgment will begin. When is that going to happen? I don't know. Not even the angels that are in heaven know when that's going to happen. And as I told all my Bible students, I share this with you. I would like for you to picture in your mind, you extending your hand to greet someone. And that person just passes on by. Now I want you to picture Jesus extending his hand out to you for days, months, and years. And you've just walked on by for one reason or another. And how do you think that made him feel? But lucky for us, our Lord is in waiting to bash you over the head. He's not waiting to pounce on you. No friends, he died for you. He died for me, he died for all of us to give us forgiveness of our sins, to be able to share paradise and eternal life with him in heaven. But Christianity is a relationship. And while he extends his hand out to you, he's waiting for you to take his hand back. Because that's what a relationship is. Amen. I'm going to say a prayer. And if you would like to accept Jesus today as your Lord and Savior, I would ask you to please follow along. Lord Jesus, I come before your throne This day, Father, I take your hand. I ask you for forgiveness of all of my sins. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. I thank you for the sacrifice that you made for me on Calvary, Lord. I want you to be my God. I want you to be my savior. I want to spend eternity in heaven with you, with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And Father, you know where I am in life right now, and you know that I need you. Please, Lord, help me. Help me where I am right now. Talk to me, guide me, Lord forgive me. Tell me what to do, Father. Hold my hand and don't leave me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And friends, if you said that prayer, I do believe you were born again. I encourage you to find a good Bible preaching and teaching church. I encourage you to buy a Bible that you can understand and read. And I would encourage you to go to your Wednesday Bible school or Bible studies. I would encourage you to go to to Sunday school on Sundays and go to your sermons on, on, on Sundays and take copious notes Take copious notes of everything that's being said. And then when you get back home, you get your Bible, you pray that the Lord would give you understanding and remembrance of the scriptures that you're going to be looking into. And remember, friends, as you study them, be humble there may be a person that was in your place and in your shoes that needs that help don't embarrass them teach them in love in kindness with humbleness and i'm convinced that you're going to win many souls for jesus amen I always close out all of my podcasts in remembrance of the late pastor John H. Osteen for he had the best phrase I have ever heard and he would close out all of his TV sermons with the following phrase, keep Jesus first place in your life and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of, amen friends, thank you for your time and the privilege of being able to share Christ with you, and I look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast may his blessings be upon you and yours, today and always in Jesus mighty name thank you